0: last time you watched this movie <sighs> a child on VHS i have not seen this since then
1: uh, yeah so it's definitely been over 20
0: years because VHS well, yeah well over 20 years we owned this on VHS correct yeah. oh yeah like we definitely owned this on VHS but this is not one of the ones that we would grab to watch like, no. we definitely had favorites
1: Yes, or, but I'm trying to figure out why didn't we really gravitate towards this movie? Uh, the movie that we were talking about this week, welcome to She Bought That DVD, the podcast where every week we're watching one new DVD from our giant collection, our mother's giant collection, it's definitely not our giant collection, <laughs> eventually I guess,
0: <laughs> I am host
1: Jalene. And I'm Violet. And we picked a random movie to watch a couple of weeks ago now because <laughs> uh, of what we're Everything, trying to yeah. catch up on. Uh, and we picked what movie? Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yes. And this movie is a very old movie. We're coming up to 100 years within the next 15 years. Damn. Yeah. It's It's an old movie. I knew that. Just because, like, there's a lot of like historics behind this film. But yeah, like, this was not a movie we watched a lot as a kid. I, the only reason why I think we didn't choose to watch it because it was actually quite scary.
0: Oh, that could be it. Um, it's interesting though, because my, for the longest time growing up, my bed sheets and pillowcase and quilt were snow white themed. Do you remember that?
1: Yes, and mine was beauty and the beast.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, cuz okay.
1: I had Belle and Beast, beast. on my pillow. pillow for the longest time. Yeah,
0: I had Dopey and Doc Sno- no snow, oh, snow White on my pillowcase. Yeah. I
1: Yeah, I can't figure out. And like, I feel as though this was maybe Lisa's favorite movie as well. Like, I think we watched this movie more at Debbie's house than we did in our own house. Like, but Lion King was top tier for Lisa. Like, that movie was a big thing. The other thing that was a big movie in her house was 101 Dalmatians. We never watched that at home, but we'd watch 101 Dalmatians at Debbie's house a lot.
0: That and like, I feel like that's where I watched like, maybe even The Tramp and then we didn't own that one aristocats the aristocats yeah i feel like those were the ones that we watched there
1: yeah did we own fox and the hound on vhs i can't remember Mm. if we did bambi's another one that no one ever watched i think it was just too sad i I don't know much about bambi like that one i've seen it so have I but but I knew just as much as going into Snow White I knew that she meets seven dwarves and the queen is trying to kill her (laughs) like the trajectory of events I'm like I, I don't know what comes after what I only knew one of the songs I didn't
0: I couldn't remember the other ones I only knew two of the songs and was shocked that there was so much singing
1: yeah eight songs they originally wrote 50 And then it got cut down to eight and they cut out a lot of scenes. It looked like when I was doing a little bit of research on this film that they had to tighten it up. It also came down to, you know, dollars. Uh, There was over two million drawings that went into this film. Not necessarily two million drawings that got used, but like that's how much they were uh, like working on this film. The interesting thing about this DVD specifically for us is it was a very big deal when this movie got released on DVD and it was being released out of the vault. Mom did not buy it the very first time because I remember like the advertisements coming out for it in the early thousands. And the other reason why this is like a very, you know, when you have memories in your head, you're like, why did I save this one?
0: Like, why did all I all the time? Him? I'm like, why do I know this, but I can't remember that? Like it, <laughs> it's so strange how the mind works.
1: So the memory, the core memory I have about this film was the first time it came out on DVD. It was being released from the vault. It's doing its touring thing. It's going back into the vault, and Tony's dad's coworker Tony. We went to the one month like birthday celebration at the Chinese food restaurant. I remember that. That was like my first time eating jellyfish as well. I remember him saying, oh, are you girls going to get the Snow White DVD before it goes? I don't know why he was also asking this. Maybe he asked if we had owned it. And he was like, it's going back into the vault. And we're like, oh, no, like it wasn't like one that we wanted. And so we didn't get it. And now we have the Blu-ray
0: version. This came out in 2015. I love that I was there for this this memory. Like, I know I was present for this memory. Yes. But I did not file this anywhere in my brain.
1: I know. Like, <laughs> w- why do I have this as a core memory attached to this movie? My
0: memory of that was he gave us gum. Yes,
1: I remember that too. And then he was like, what age should I start giving my son gum? My dad's like, mom's like, never.
0: <laughs> I'd like, that's my only memory of this, this memory of yours. Well, I
1: also remember the restaurant was up a set of stairs yes. that I also remember. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, so when I put this DVD in to watch, I we have the so the Blu-ray DVD version. So it's two copies. I, we also have the digital download that if you download it before 2018, you get the digital copy. Mm definitely didn't do that Mm because it was still wrapped it was a wrapped dvd whoa and i was trying to place when this got released and 2015 is kind of around the time that i think this came out because the good dinosaur is one of the trailers and that one was released in theaters in 2015 the other trailer for this was zootopia and it's telling you that it's being released in 2016 so unless mom picked it up a little bit later and they I don't think they would have changed the trailers, but I think if it came out in that 2-year gap it's trying to promote what's happening. Yeah.
0: Do we own Zootopia? We do. Oh.
1: Yes. I do really like that movie. I
0: haven't I saw it once in the movie theater. That's it. Oh, I've put
1: it on more than once. Wow. Like
0: that that one
1: is actually one that I really liked. How I thought you- like the comedy and the storytelling of it was very well done. I don't even know if I saw it in the movie theater. Mm. It was on Netflix for the longest time.
0: It might have been.
1: So I partially watched this movie on Disney Plus on the plane. I wasn't enjoying it. And I think it just came down to I wasn't familiar with it. I'm realizing I'm actually more of a stressful flyer than I actually thought and having something comforting and like knowing about. And I think that's why Sweet Home Alabama was a very successful movie for me to watch on the plane because I had seen that more than once. And yes, a certain amount of time had passed, but I still was very familiar with most of it. Whereas this was like, basically a brand new movie sure i may have been like four or five years old but there was no core memory attached to snow white for me to like pull from yeah so i finished watching it when did i finish watching it yesterday morning Because you went and rewatched The Beginning, is what you said? Yeah, this morning I watched The Beginning. Not like purposely, but I was just trying to do some note-taking and stuff and figure out some stuff. I don't remember when I finished the movie. A while ago? No, it was yesterday morning. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, it really was yesterday morning. Did you finish it last night?
0: No, I finished it this morning. Oh, yeah, that's right. You finished it this morning. But it was like the last 15 minutes and, man, nothing was really going on. I could have gotten away without seeing the ending knowing how snow white ends
1: (laughs) yeah i definitely agree with you on
0: that this this movie has very bizarre pacing the timeline of everything the the, yeah the storyline very interesting
1: there's a lot of questions i have about around the story that we can get into in a little bit but i'll do a couple of facts for this film so the initial budget for this film, was going to be $250,000 back in 1933, let's say. Because, like, I know that this movie took them a really long time to get out and into theaters. This movie ended up costing them $1.5 million to make. Walt Disney ended up having to remortgage his house in order to make sure that this movie went into theaters. The Hollywood industry kept saying that this was going to be a big flop and, like, everything that's been put into this is, like, not going to work out. There were so many artists attached to this film that were working overtime and not getting paid because this movie was running over budget. They just, they weren't able to basically pay. And if this movie did flop, it would basically kill well
0: disney's like studio yes we would would not have disneyland today
1: so with its budget of 1.5 million dollars it initially grossed 8 million dollars and i'm talking in terms of 1937 dollars like whatever the inflation has like it's it's not 8 million dollars as of like 2023 it's 8 million dollars for 1937 that is huge. This movie basically bought Hollywood or uh, Walt Disney Productions, their studio space for all future films, like it secured the future of the production, which is really exciting. And like has produced like what we see today. As of today, here's my caveat with me telling you this number. I don't know if everything has been corrected. Like the gross is like what today's dollars it has accrued. Like, are they cap- capturing all of that? But today, this is the highest grossing animated film adjusted with inflation. Possibly, possibly $418 million. Yes. Okay. So this movie always got re-released during key uh, times of year. I think they like did it every five years, every 10 years. And then obviously you have like a lot of like moviegoers going to see this. You could only see this movie in theaters. It was never going to be released on TV. You couldn't buy it on VHS. Yeah. You couldn't buy it on VHS until 1994. This okay. was because the film was about to enter a public domain in Italy and would be prone to being pirated. Thus, it extended their copyright by putting it on VHS. They had planned to never release it. Oh. Which is actually probably would have changed at some point because of the mass digitization of catalogs. Like, I think that would have been a poor business decision. Like, you're, you're leaving money on the table, essentially. Not that I'm like pro capitalism or anything, but it, you're not protecting the work. And like their decision of making sure that it's still remaining copywritten, I think that is really important. This was the first full length cell animated feature based on the German fairy tale by their brothers Grimm. And it was the first film to be produced by Walt Disney Productions. The very first animated film was actually released in 1917. And it is. I can't remember what it's called, but it's about, uh, I think it was South America that I had, uh, read about. I didn't write it down, so I might be really wrong on it, but that was actually an hour and 10 minutes long, but it wasn't color. It was a black and white line drawing film. This one is the very first color film. So I knew like there was a lot of historical significance with this film being released. That one's like talked about a lot. There's two points about the lady who plays Snow White. So Adriana Casalotti was held to very strict contracts and was not allowed to use her voice anywhere else because Walt Disney didn't want to spoil the illusion of Snow White. It really did harm her. Like Yeah, because how long did she have to... Until she died, you look at her credits. She literally she oh. died in 1996. She was, so she was born in 1916 or 17. Mm-hmm. So she was 20 when this movie came out, and she had to, she did a lot of voice acting for Snow White over the years. Whenever like specials, she was uncredited for one line in the wizard of oz and then something else she was not allowed to go on radio at all she was not like and she was a trained opera actor that's the other thing so like personally i think walt disney screwed over her career Mm -hmm. and her life
0: her and her and many other people
1: (sighs) he didn't do that to any of the men so like there's definitely like sexism happening while I want to point this out, I don't know if she got money later on or if this was the initial paycheck. It, there's no mention of this for, like, the men's side. So I also want to, like, play fair that, like, it's not just, like, that she got treated poorly because she was, like, the woman or whatever. But she was not credited for the role at all. Like, if in the credits you don't see her name. Like. Really? Yes. Oh. I don't know if at the end now of currently the they've, edition, added, like, it in, they've yeah. added it in. But yeah, yeah like no credit. Originally. They basically want to, to make her anonymous and she doesn't exist. I, it's just like so sad. She was paid $970 for the role. I don't know if she made more money later on because I would like to know. How she was supporting herself is she, like, did she literally have to go to a business job because or she something was something else? Yeah, because she couldn't work in the acting field. Um, adjusted to inflation for twenty twenty two, that is nineteen thousand seven hundred forty six dollars. Hmm. So a lot of money then, yes, but a lot of money was left on the table, like a lot of money for future projects, yeah. not not just like what was credited the other thing is i don't know what other people made so that's like the blind spot that i have with this is like sure she didn't get paid a lot but what did other people correct it seemed like everyone else was working overtime and not getting paid but did they get paid out for their overtime eventually like who, who knows there are other facts that i didn't really pull out too much of like there's extra scenes that got cut out because it came down to budget really, in finances, like they weren't able to do all the cell animation for the coloring, uh, trying to be mindful of time. It's 83 minutes, for some reason, I thought it was an hour and a half. But you know, like time is of the essence back in like 1937. And it's very funny, because this made this was the highest grossing film at the time. And two years later Gone with the Wind is released and that becomes the highest grossing film and the pure irony of like people won't sit and watch a long Mm -hmm. film yeah and then you have Gone with the Wind who's like got four hours (laughs) Come, come come join us have you ever seen I haven't seen Gone with the Wind I'm looking forward to it the day that we get to watch it we on it oh yeah okay apparently like it is a phenomenal movie so i am really looking forward to it and i'm going to like when i sit down for the full four hours for the full four hours i'm just gonna be you know what it's no different than binge watching four episodes that's that's the that's the thing like i can do it with tv why can't i do it with a very good movie
0: i can't even do it with tv anymore so
1: (laughs) well that's fair so i do wonder then why did mom buy it this time Was it maybe because like there was now Disney movies being released and she was like, oh, we didn't get that. Maybe we should get that. I don't know. I don't remember asking mom for it. I didn't. I think she just got it. You think she just got it to fill out the collection? There are like 101 Dalmatians. I don't think we own that one. And that's actually one that I would like to own and watch again and see. Cruella Deville, I think, is terrifying.
0: Yes, we don't own, But we own the um, live action one. Not the most recent one but that other one on VHS that's on that's on VHS yes oh that makes me so sad yeah I, lo- I love that one no yeah that's, No. that's not a dvd no I thought it was a dvd oh okay I'm sad
1: <laughs> yeah no unfortunately it is not a dvd copy it is oh, a I'm, VHS.
0: I'm thinking of some of the VHSs that we own that I'm kind of thankful that we don't have on DVD. Like Pippi Longstocking.
1: I don't... So, like, we're definitely missing half of the VHSs. So who's to say, like, we actually have that one? But I think we've, like, kept all the Disney ones together, so we might actually
0: have. But, yeah, um, I don't know Pippi, where... i I actually kind of want to... I remember watching that one a lot in the summer, over summer break. And Veggie VeggieTales.
1: Yeah, Veggie Tales is definitely with the... Um, Disney ones I do want to go under the house and try to find that bin and see what's in it do you think we got rid of some I don't well or it's just like really misplaced there's going to be a lot of mysteries that get unwrapped eventually in the future I discovered it's, it's gonna be oh yeah there's gonna be some blast from the past is all I can say the teddy bear picnic yeah, like, I don't think we own that one. Sad. That one we
0: watched a lot.
1: Yeah, but like, even the little engine that could, like, I don't think that one is also in that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but we do have a TV with the VHS. We still own that TV. I don't know where it is, but we can watch VHS tapes on like a tiny 12-inch screen. It's definitely
0: possible. Yeah, I don't know where that is either.
1: I mean, like, it's it's somewhere, but I don't know where. We never got rid of it. I think we didn't get rid of it because it was the only thing that had VHS play capabilities.
0: Yeah, I was just checking if anything over there does, but no, it doesn't. No.
1: Okay, I'm going to tell you the story of Snow White if you're not familiar with
0: it. Well, actually, you might not be familiar with it if you haven't seen this film in a while because it's the pacing of it is much different than what I thought it was the, the chain of events was not in the order I thought it was going to be in. I
1: mean, like my nip, my, my nips, my notes are really simple. <laughs> Sorry, that
0: sentence would have been so funny if you,
1: yeah, continue. So Snow White lives with her stepmother, who's an evil stepmother. She's the evil queen. And fearing that Snow White's beauty will outshine her, she requests that she have her killed. So the huntsman goes and takes her into the forest to kill her, but he ends up not being able to do it and tells her to run away. Snow White comes across this cute little house, and she invites herself in and decides, I must tidy
0: and cook and Oh, clean. She, no, she just breaks and enters, I know. you know. I was like, girl, what? And she's like, oh, is there anyone home? And then no one's home. Oh, okay. I'll just have a look about. Oh, it's so dirty. I must clean. And...
1: Yeah. Because that's what everyone's impulse is to do when they break into someone's house, is to clean it.
0: Well, she does say, maybe if I do this, they'll let me stay here. Fair.
1: (laughs) Good point. But at the same time, like... And then just crashes in their beds.
0: So the seven dwarves are
1: busy. They're, you know, hard at work. They're dig, 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 digging. And then they come home and... Uh, they find that Snow White is there. There's basically bonding moments that happen with all of them um, over the course of about 20 minutes. Then the evil queen finds out that she is still alive and that she got tricked. The heart was the heart of a pig, not of Snow White, which is absolutely horrifying. I can't believe that the Grimm, like the groom's brother stories are actually like really horrifying if you really drill down to... Details of things that they like were telling children that I'm like, this is scary, and it's all about teaching lessons. What is this teaching a lesson to kids? Don't have stepmothers, yeah, don't trust them, don't be prettier than them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so she ends up turning herself into an old hag and curses an apple. She convinces Snow White to eat the apple. The queen ends up dying in the end because like the animals I run her I out of town. Don't remember that.
0: Yes. I was I had to like double check that she died. I was like, whoa. She gets crushed by crushed yeah, by a rock. She falls off the side of a cliff and gets crushed by a boulder yeah. or a rock. And dark. Yeah. I was just uh, uh, yes, I thought the vultures were going to swoop down and save her, but no.
1: You no, know, they were following her because they were like, oh, she, she's going to be food later. <laughs> Again, lots of great symbolism in this film. Uh, so the dwarves decide to put her in a snow, uh, put snow in a glass case. Because
0: they don't, she's too beautiful to bury. Yes. So they want to hold her in this case for eternity.
1: Yeah, and uh, when spring comes along, the prince kisses her and they have happily ever after. The end. The end. That is the movie. Very simplified. Like very, very simplified. This was the most simplified I think I could possibly make this movie.
0: But that is how quick the ending was. Yes. Though. Yeah. It was like, here's some text on the screen of what's going on, <laughs> what the dwarves are doing with uh, Snow White. And then cut to Prince is just singing his song through the forest and gives her a kiss in the end. Yeah
1: great great happy ending to tell children um so we don't really know much about the prince but it seems as though they might know each other big question mark because like he hops over the fence but it's like she hides away from him as if like she's scared of him like there's a lot of backstory here that really does confuse me i'm like do you know him or do you not know him i
0: took it as a no she doesn't know him and she's not allowed to talk to people yeah, like the stepmother basically is Said, shunning y- yeah, her. Yeah. yeah. So, Where's her dad? They're dead. Okay, sorry. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, so thought- if he was in the film more, what do you think he would be doing? This is like the big gap of like the prince is at the beginning and the prince is at, at the end. How he's,
0: did he know to find he's her? Just, he's just on a journey of singing his song about finding his one true love. And that's all he does all day until he finds said one true love. So he's just been doing that every single day since he he saw her. Not saw her, but even prior. That That is his role in life, is to get married and have kids. To keep the kingdom afloat. Yes.
1: Okay, but like, what scenes should have been added? I Like, I have some ideas. Okay, I'd like to hear because I have none. Okay, so... He decides to come and visit the prince or Snow White. I guess she is going to be a she is a princess because she's the evil queen. So she is a princess already. This also confuses me because then it's the royal families like merging together to be one giant kingdom. I mean, that's not confusing, but like that's what they're essentially going to do. What I think is he shows up couple days later and he's like yeah i want to you know court this little lass that i found hopping the wall that was uh, singing to the well and she's not there so he approaches the evil queen to find out like where is snow white and evil queen realizes that this man wants uh to you know uh marry snow white and because she wants to control the land decides that she wants to marry him because you know whatnot, but because she wants total control, he gets banished to the dungeon. So then he's like, something's not right. Like something's happening, right? And he then gets talked to like by animals. You know, it's it's Snow White. There's animals involved, and he figures out that uh, the Evil Queen had her killed. But the scene as to when she comes down to leave uh, off of the boat through the dungeon, he notices that she's turned into the old hag and is muttering to herself about killing Snow White that he realizes that Snow White is actually alive. And he sees the like deathly apple and is like, wait, something's going to happen. So he ends up escaping. And that's when he spends the rest of the two seasons trying to find Snow White.
0: You just gave this man a role in a movie. (laughs) Like, honestly, that is what was missing for him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was about... Strange. This movie really makes me want to watch Sleeping Beauty now.
1: Yeah, that's actually a very good movie that I'm not familiar with. Because... How long does it take into the movie for her to fall asleep? I think she spends the majority of the movie asleep. That's what I always like. Why is the movie about Sleeping Beauty when she's asleep the entire time? But I guess like it's called Sleeping Beauty. (laughs) Um, But then we're following her future husband who's trying to slay the dragon.
0: Right? I would love to see the movie. That's why I said that. Do we do we own that one? I don't know if we do. Yeah, I don't know if we do.
1: I don't know if I closed my spreadsheet.
0: Mm. Cause what, what came when did that one?
1: That one's an old one. We yeah. did not. We do. 1959. Okay. So we do All in Sleeping Beauty. At one point we will watch it. We will get the answers
0: to our questions. I I just—it's just another one about a princess sleeping. It's all—not <laughs> that Snow White was awake for most of the most movie. Most of the movie, and I thought she wasn't. Corre-
1: and that's why I thought the prince had a bigger role. Yeah, because I thought you know the last twenty minutes was of her being asleep. The dwarves like being all upset, but then maybe the dwarves reaching out to um, the prince and being like, "Yo." She was singing about you. You're her true love.
0: How does this compare, this movie, compare to um, other versions of Snow White that you haven't seen anything? No. Like you haven't seen Snow White and the Hunts- Huntsman? You haven't no. se- oh. Yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, so, like, Snow White and the Huntsman, does she, like, fall in love with the Huntsman? Yeah. That's what I thought. And
0: then what's the other one with... Whatever her name is. Well, that, uh, I thought that was Kristen Stewart. Yeah, that one is. But the other one, um, oh, what's her name? Uh Lily Collins. Cinderella. Is that Cinder? No, it's no, it's a snow. White oh, one.
1: not not Lily James. Lily N- Collins. Yeah, Lily Collins. You're right. Um, Mirror Mirror. I've never seen that one. Mm-hmm. I have never even heard of that one. Came out in 2012. Oh. I'm doing a, a Google to see. Oh, oh, I recognize. Oh, with Julia Roberts. Mm-hmm. OK, yes, I have not seen this movie. Interesting. It's on Prime Video. Maybe I'll start watching it and see how I feel about it.
0: I've I've seen it. I don't really remember it. And same with Snow White and the Huntsman. I saw don't, it and don't really remember it. It was so long ago. We do own Snow White and the Huntsman. Oh. So that one, blue. but we don't want to own Mirror Mirror. Uh But do we own s- the second one, part two to Snow White and the Huntsman? I didn't know there was a part two. I'm pretty sure there is. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Yeah, there's Snow White and the Huntsman too. I need to pick up a a fantasy or sci-fi book to read is what this is making me realize i've been reading too many uh non mm. <laughs> i think got any recommendations no <laughs>
1: damn
0: okay and the journey begins of trying to find a book i always end up in this this spot and then somehow end up reading like 10 books
1: I, so I listened to an audiobook. I really was enjoying it. And then it got to the point where I was like, I'm actually not enjoying this as much. I think I might have enjoyed reading this rather than the audio book. Like there were certain parts of it that I was like, really enjoying. I picked, I have like requested the sequel. So it's like good enough that I'm like curious to know what happens. Well, it's not a sequel actually. It's basically, it picks up like where her friend was left in the village. And so like she goes on off on her own adventure. But I am listening to the Britney Spears huh. uh, uh biography. biography. I was going to say bibliography. I don't know. Like every time I want to say it's biography, it's bibliography. <laughs> it's not. No, it's an autobiography. That's what it is. And... Yeah, I'm still reading a Nancy Drew. I don't have any recommendations because I have been like, oh, well, the um the audiobook version of Legends and Lattes, that actually is Yes, I'm on a wait list. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes. Honestly, that one really was such a cozy listen that would bring you into such a beautiful, different world that was a lot of fun to listen to. The world building of that I I really appreciated. I got like good vibes from it. And the story's not overly complicated. You don't have to be learn about like this
0: palace and they've got all these killers. Like there's And there's all these different names now yeah. you have to remember. <laughs> and this kingdom is fighting against this kingdom and you're trying to keep up with who's on what side. Yeah, there's a series that I read. Uh oh my goodness, this would be like three years ago that I want to pick up again, but I would be on like book six or seven and to remember what was going on. But I am not going back to book one to reread all of that either. Like it's hours worth of reading that I'm not willing to put in, but I would like to know how the story finishes. So I've been thinking a (laughs) lot about that in
1: regards to Pendragon Mm. because it's actually like younger than young adult like it's teenager is like what it's and so I was like I could probably blast through the first book pretty quickly they do get really big like it turned into like a Harry Potter situation where like the books kept getting bigger and bigger but like the world's being developed I really really liked and I liked The time traveling aspect of it all and like how everything was connected, but then it wasn't connected. I'm really curious to know, like, how I would feel about it and like what I would learn more about the series. I regret getting rid of it, but at the same time, I knew that I wouldn't ever be like, oh, I am gonna pick up this book and read it again in the future because that doesn't really always happen. But I could find probably the first one at the library and just read the first one and be like, yeah, I'm I, like, it satisfied the curiosity of like, why did I originally like this novel in the first place? Yeah. Yeah, that's actually the very first like science fiction book that I really liked because it, again, it wasn't overly complicated. It had this like weird meshing of this boy in high school or middle or middle school who you reading it, you're like, Hey, I understand everything that's going on. And then, yeah, you get pulled into this world and you're like learning as to like, what's kind of happening. And there's like little details that are being spilled out to you, but then you go back to middle school and you're like, Oh, okay. And then like the twists that happen, but then you're getting pulled throughout the world and bigger things are being told to you as you're like reading gradually mm-hmm. that it like develops i like that more than basically being like welcome to Blorgnot, and this
0: is what yeah you you would like red rising if you that's what you like because it starts off so simple because he doesn't know what's going on and then you you as he's learning about the world you're learning about the world yeah i think like that's how i
1: prefer to learn I just it's like it is really tough being recommended books and not having the time to read them because like my to be read bookshelf is really large and like I have a lot and because I have spent the money on that I'm like really trying to respect the fact that I should read these books before going out and buying other ones or going to the library. Audiobooks, I look at completely different now. It's just like I can churn that out within two days if it's good. And like I sit in cross-stitch, that's the other thing. Like it's like I'm actively doing something while, you know, listening.
0: Which dwarf is your favorite? And you have to pick one.
1: I don't like how they treated Dopey.
0: So you're picking
1: I'm not picking Dopey. I actually like Doc. I really like that he's kind to everyone. He's even kind to Dopey. That like that's what I really like. He he, he had
0: no problem sending Dopey up the stairs to go. Uh, like,
1: <laughs> yes. But I do like Doc as like the leader. He makes sure everyone's taken care of. Like he's like the dad figure, basically, in the yeah. dwarfs. Um but as a whole like they all have personalities, but, like, Angry, Doc, and Dopey are the three that really have prominent... Sneezy? What is his name?
0: Yeah, Sneezy. Sneezy. He was pretty... He, he was always sneezing. <laughs> I, I know, but, like... I couldn't name the other... That's four. Mm-hmm. Dopey. Mm-hmm. And there's Bashful. Mm-hmm. And then there's... Happy. Yes. Oh, yeah. Happy Bashful and sneezy. Dopey. Oh, I feel like don't stick out in my memory.
1: Dopey doesn't pick out, uh, stick out. Not really. Not you're not talking about this like watch. Yeah, this watch. Yeah, you didn't think Dopey stood out. Not really.
0: Oh, sorry, not Dopey. Um, sleepy sleepy yeah sorry oh my gosh I was like whoa sorry There's my bad famous, <laughs> like soap scene that is dedicated to this character <laughs> no I was I <laughs> you're picturing, picturing that I was seeing the wrong one in my mind as I was saying picture, the words. like he wears something no, different. no Dopey's my favorite <laughs> dopey is my favorite and even as a kid dopey was my favorite and I even had dopey on a pillowcase
1: yeah, that's why I was like, "This is your, no, you are legitimately." No, no. Thinking I just wanted else. to
0: to give Dopey a hug and be like, "You know what you do, you man. You're, you just seem so full of joy in the world that you live in, and I love that for you."
1: Yeah, like, not to say that, like, he gets, I don't like the way that he gets treated, per se, but also he's, like, with a good group of people that also do treat him well at the end of the day. Like, they are they are looking out for him, even though they treat him like shit.
0: Oh, yeah. What are your New Year's plans? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. I have none. What are your New Year's plans? I have none. We don't do anything. What did you do last New Year's? I stayed at home. Yeah, last three years I was sick, so I went to bed early. It wasn't fun. <laughs> I think I've gone to bed early every
1: time, except I get awakened by the club music because... You're next it, to it. Yeah. It will, but it's also, it's New Year's, so they go louder. At 12, yeah. Yeah, and That's... so I just, I wake up, I roll over, and then I fall back
0: asleep. I don't know, like... I don't really drink. I mean, I don't drink. It's not,
1: it's not about that portion. I think what drives me up the wall is the commercialization and just everything and then having to be expensive because like it's, you know, a new year. Like if you do want to go out, you either have to book a table or you have to buy a ticket to guarantee yourself something. And I think what I miss is having a group of friends to hang out with at a house and not have to spend extra amount of money to go out.
0: Oh yeah. Those are some of my best new year's memories.
1: And like, no, it doesn't have to be centered around alcohol. That's the other thing. Like I I'm very much in the mindset that I don't know why parties have to be centered around alcohol. I, I, I don't know why that has to be such a socialization driven thing that I think uh, to me, what a good New Year's party looks like is a group of friends playing games, socializing and leaving it there or watching a movie like that, like that to me sounds like a wonderful evening. That sounds nice. But I don't have that. So like (laughs) I, I, our options are very limited. Although I think. Maybe it was a couple of years ago we went over to his to his parents' place and we played games.
0: That sounds familiar.
1: But I can't see I, I don't remember if it was January or December 31st or we did it like on the 28th or the third 29th like before. I don't I'm not too sure. I don't know, I'd have to find out like what other people are doing and seeing if we can get together and like play games and just like keep it easy. And I I think it's just like that social aspect I don't really like. I just I don't feel as though I have to spend money to celebrate something that happens every day. We don't celebrate the changing of the date at midnight every single day. I get that or it's the a The second, special, the minute, the hour. Like you, know. you know what I mean? Like I get that it's exciting to celebrate like rolling over of the year. Like that is a milestone, but like are we not doing this for like summer solstice, like the changing of the like? Man, this I'm season? so
0: excited for the 21st. Like you don't understand how excited I, I am for the 21st. <laughs> I'm counting down the days, not till Christmas. No, no, no. I'm getting down the, the days best gift. to the shortest day of the year. I, like, so that... <laughs> I agree with you on
1: that. But like, what I'm saying is. We're not staying up on the changing of the seasons to like welcome in. Like I get like some people do, but it's not a commercialized thing. So like, why do we have to have New Year's Day as such like a commercialized big deal? Like we don't do it for the first day of the month. We don't we don't celebrate the last day of the month exiting like, thank you very much, November. Why do we celebrate the days that we do
0: or the things that we do? I don't know.
1: I, I, I would love to know why the rolling over of a new year has become the celebration that it is.
0: Yeah. I mean, and everyone keeps asking me, oh, what are you doing for Christmas? And I have to be like, oh, guys, I actually don't know. I don't have really any plans. Like I've been invited to things, but I'm not doing any. And then everyone tells me their plans. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you yeah, know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, why New Year's? I
1: think it may be like that human nature of like, looking forward to something and so it gives us another excuse to look forward to another
0: date but there oh um holidays like that or the the weekends of the year yeah
1: yeah. yeah, like why? Why like I guess like there are people who do celebrate every
0: Friday because it's the end of the week and they they are celebrating, but it's like a special, an extra special. Not to say that it's always on a Friday, but like yeah. it's an extra special like weekend of the year that mm-hmm. like it's like an event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, something to look forward to.
1: I don't know. Yeah, it's a good question as to like why do we celebrate New Year's in the way that we do? Like, where is that historical? I think like culturally. It's here to stay because if you think of, like, the ball dropping in New York, like, possibly possibly that's what has kicked off New Year's being the way that it is because of New York City and the ball dropping. Do you have any
0: New Year's resolutions? I'm really on the fence of doing a no-buy year. That's fucking impressive. What are the rules around that?
1: Literally, like, no-buying whatsoever with the exception of replacing so like I have to use up everything that I have before needing to buy something new and replace it okay yeah which is totally possible like I have found my shampoo and conditioner that I like and I normally replace it when it's empty yeah but I have like a whole bunch of other stuff that like I it's not that I don't like it, but I never reach for it. But it's just like, well, if I'm forced to use it before, like having to replace, like that's better unless it's expired Then at that point, like I shouldn't bother. Uh, but yeah, like clothing, I don't need clothing. I buy it because I'm kind of like unsatisfied or I'm bored within my wardrobe per se, but I don't need anything. I mean, like the exception may be, like underwear. But I don't need socks. Like the amount of socks that I have is like pretty crazy. I I think the only exception would be a new pair of trail shoes because the ones that I have destroy my feet mm-hmm. and give me the biggest blisters I've ever yeah. had. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And so that would be something where it would be an exception because.
0: I physically am harming myself. Yes, and then also it's discouraging you from an activity yeah. that you enjoy doing. <laughs> it's preventing you from.
1: <laughs> so there would be like that kind of exception to the rule. It's not because like, oh, I want a new pair of shoes. It's because, yes, I'm being quality of life there. Yeah, it's <laughs> very harmful. Um, And then the other rule would be So making a quilt, I don't have the quilt batting for it yet. I'm not going to buy that until I'm done the quilt top. So that would be considered purchasing, but like it would be finishing a project, but I wouldn't be able to buy a new project until I'm done this project. So Mm. like, it's the idea it's like one in one out, like I'm finishing something in order to like continue. So for cross stitching, I wouldn't be able to buy a new project until I'm done the one that I'm done, but I have a second one on the go that I should be working on right? So it's still Uh, that idea of like trying to complete, but I then could be, I could decide like, okay, I'll finish this one. I'll work on the other one. I have to finish two pages on that other one. And once I've completed that, I could dabble into something else, complete that. Then I have to go back to, so that way I have a little bit of a break. Cause like sometimes like, yeah, your mind kind of decides that it needs to wander a little bit and you're not getting that fulfillment from the craft that you normally do
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and then like when it comes to sewing I have a lot of fabric and I already have a lot of materials and I have a lot of things it's just like maybe focus on that before trying to go into something new. I like this. I I like to think that I don't have a spending habit but I definitely have a lot myself spend more than I probably should. And I feel less frugal on things. I look at, I'm like, oh, well, I can afford that. I'll just, you know, buy the extra a little bit. I think it's like coming down to being a bit more intentional and slowing down of like, do I absolutely need this or do I not? My giant water bottle, I took four months to decide whether or not I actually needed it because it was the idea of like, I'm bringing in another water bottle into my life. Yes, it's a different size. But do I need another like friggin' water bottle when I have seven, let's say? I don't think I have seven, but I do have a lot of water bottles. But I, for the last little while, I'm like, oh, but I want another color. It's like, well, why? Like, why don't I just add another sticker and hmm. kind of just make it a little bit fresh and new? I do need to replace the lid because the li- the lid leaks. And so that kind of drives me crazy. <gasps> oh, does it? It's just... Yeah. It's an mm-hmm. issue with the product. It's not to do oh. with like anything else. Okay. Because I was asking Brayden, I was like, does your bottle do this? And he was like, no. I was like, hey, it's definitely like the faulty lid. Like that's the issue. But currently we don't have any lids in stock. So I'm just waiting on lids to be
0: in stock in order to change. Something's not right with this lid on my bottle. It does leak sometimes, but just the... Like the suction of the straw there's something off and it's not the straw I've replaced the straw but they don't make this lid anymore or this version of this lid anymore yeah sadly so I'm going to just stick with it
1: I might have that old lid
0: this one yeah with the
1: yeah and I think it might be in dad's room too actually that I could see
0: I'll take I think there. I have
1: my old hydro flasks in there. And oh, see, that's the other thing. I have every right to then pivot and be like, you know what? I'm going to give this bottle some love that I haven't used in a while and kind of have that variety because I'm tired of this. But I love this bottle because I know how much water is in it and I know how much water I should be drinking a day sort of thing. Like that's like the tracker side of it that mm-hmm. it's like, but it's just like, trying to really eliminate extra spending when I don't need to and deciding like where should my money be going I really want to buy an iPad I have put enough money aside to buy my iPad now I can't afford the pen because I have to wait in order to do that so like that's the one thing that I'm waiting on I then think I want to replace my phone it'll be four years And like, I'm, it's still chucking through, like, it's not dying by any means, but I would like to upgrade the camera. So I think, okay, if I do my no buy spending, and I'm putting away the money that I would be spending on other things that I probably shouldn't, because I'm then investing into a phone, that's literally with me every single day, by the end of the year, I would have more than enough money to then replace it come January. So it's just like really trying to hone in like, What am I valuing? What would I like to replace and like bring into my life in order to, you know, add to it, but at the same time, like not bring more and more because I just feel as though I keep like bringing more and more and more stuff and like stuff is fine, but I find stuff to be really, for me, cluttering of my brain is what it is for me.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, I can, I can see or understand that. It can be overwhelming as well.
1: Yeah. Like I was sewing yesterday and I looked around and I had a whole bunch of stuff everywhere.
0: And I was like, I don't need all of this. I just need what I'm working on right now.
1: Correct. And it was like, I do need to tidy this up to kind of have a bit more focus on this part like portion of it in order to like feel not clean, but like just, yeah, that not have that cl- visual clutter. And I tidied up and I was like, okay, it feels better. Like the energy feels shifted Mm -hmm. and I can actually kind of keep focusing and working on that. So yeah, I think doing the no, there's like people out there who do like no by years and they don't even do takeout or fast food. I don't know if I could do that because food for me is an entertainment piece. Like I do enjoy going out for dinner and like having that sort of value. But I think Brayden and I are trying to be more intentional as to like where we're going and where we're spending our money and not trying to support like um, chain Mm -hmm. restaurants and just trying to go to little mom and pop or like privately owned restaurants and putting our money there because, you know, supporting local is more important than the chains, not to mention usually better food. So for me, it's hard to consider taking that out, but maybe maybe coming up with more of a budget rather than just being like, oh, I want food. Let's go get sushi because like that's normally. And like, I we might even do that today because it's just like, we don't, there's nothing in the house. We don't really want to make food, but we'll do sushi. But it's like, okay, maybe there has to be like more meal planning. So long-winded answer of like considering a no-buy year, I'm not there yet. I haven't come up with everything it might just be a no buy January and see how that goes. Okay.
0: Because start with that. and Yeah. Go from there. What about you? I have been trying to think about it or figure out. Cause usually I, I will pick something, um, as a way to like start a new habit. Um, but I haven't, I haven't figured out what yet. Um, and if it's not done on January 1st, that's fine. I'll just, I'm fine with picking up a, a new habit whenever, um, or starting something new whenever, um, well, like what was last year's or this year's, um, making sure that I actually wash my face every day. Cause there's sometimes that are like before going to bed, I'm like, oh, I could just lay in bed and go to sleep. But like, actually like being like, no, I've decided that I'm going to like, this will be a part of my nighttime routine. Or like make that a staple. Um, and yeah, I've done really well with that one. So that's that was good. Um, this year it might be um, like drink more water. Or making sure I actually meditate every day. Or um, read for like make a commitment to read a minimum of like 20 minutes a day. And that doesn't have to necessarily be like sitting down and reading a book that also could be like a textbook um, reading. But those are just kind of things that I was thinking of. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, yeah, if I don't figure it out by January 1st, I'm, I'm not upset. Um, I'll just pick it up whenever.
1: Yeah. Okay, let's jump into our ratings for this film. What is your story score?
0: I gave it a two out of five. It was not what I expected. Um There are parts where I wanted it to get along a little quicker, but I'm also not a kid. I think I would have enjoyed this if I was a kid.
1: Okay, fun fact about kids, but not really a fun fact, but I thought this was like actually a crazy fact. So it premiered at Radio City Music Hall in New York City and then it was actually like that used to be a movie theater. Okay. It might still be, but it's turned also into a stage theater. Um, they had to change so many seat covers because kids kept peeing themselves. Oh. Yeah. Because of how scary. scary it was. Yeah. So oh uh, that's why I'm like, how do I feel about this being a kid's movie? Because I actually think it's quite terrifying.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. Huh. Yes. I guess more of like the pacing of like some of the songs or like some of the more, um, It's definitely a different style of music and era. Yes, but, uh, like, parts where they're telling story through, um, like, action and comedy or comedy for kids, like, when the dwarves are interacting, I was like, okay, I understand what you're doing. Move on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But we're gonna
1: we're gonna continue this soap yes. scene. <laughs> yes, it goes on for like three minutes, and you're like, "Oh, this poor man who's probably spent one year drawing this entire scene." <laughs> but is- the bubbles look so good. Yes, yeah. Uh, my story score is a three. I think for it being, I think this is what it is. I'm giving it grace because it's 1937. It's a different time period. We are in the time period of, like, the 39 Steps and the other Mm. old movie that we've seen. And you can tell that, like, storytelling is very different back then. And what they're focusing on is also different than what we wouldn't be focusing on today. I think that's why I'm, like, I do think there's a missing piece adding the prince in i actually think the prince is probably just as important as the other two characters because he's the one who comes in and saves the fucking day
0: like (laughs) he's the one who only wakes up snow white could you imagine if we didn't get any scenes with him at the beginning and we only just got him at the end
1: (laughs) yeah i'd be like where the fuck did you come from dude like how did you did did you like is this town just known for wandering people and storming into dwarves house like (laughs) do you know what i mean who knows uh so yeah i just i was trying to be pleasant and i gave it a three it's not the worst thing but i i think it's not the greatest thing that's out there
0: mm-hmm. okay music i give it a 2.5 out of 5 for sound oh. um is that low yeah oh really yeah oh I, that's fine oh my score is just low yeah, i guess that's okay um really the songs i didn't realize how many songs were in this film I don't know what I thought was going on in a Disney animated movie, but I was shocked because these are not songs that you would catch anyone singing. Um, No. Like, they're not very, I guess, memorable or catchy. But sound-wise, I loved the uh, evil... Uh, Queen. step queen's laugh mm. was so good her maniacal laughing the entire time she's like walking down the stairs to get to her boat was just funny just it's just was just her laughing nothing was going on for like a solid minute and it's just her cackling the entire time and then even when you see her later on with uh when she goes on her journey and she gets to snow white i thought whoever is doing the voice acting of this laughter is just great
1: yeah, I give it a 3.5 because I think what's incredible about this is everything has to be done live. There's no computers. So they had birds that were twittering, twittering, so they had to record birds. So fun. So like, I just think that creativity aspect of like trying to push the envelope of having live noises and sounds to accompany all the music that they produced I think was like really interesting I I think it was still very pretty but like I also really like that the loudness of like when she's being chased and she's screaming through the forest and everything like the build-up and then it's like this giant rise and then it falls and it becomes really quiet and you see the little cute little animals come out and they're the ones who were trying to like um comfort her and like the whole vibe changes but it also changes with the coloring too mm-hmm. but uh yeah i just there's a lot that happens with the music that i i did like i didn't like the only song that i didn't really like actually was the one of her singing to the well it was at like, the beginning it yeah. was like what is this like how are we gonna change but yeah hi ho hi ho that is the only one that i knew
0: that one and one day my principal oh that's right those are the two that
1: yeah Less familiar with that one. The hi-ho, off to work we go. Mom used to sing to us. Yes. And um, they're on the family channel. They used to do that as the music video. Ah, uh, family channel music videos.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Mumbo number five. <laughs> yeah. Uh, your visual score. Uh, I gave it a three out of five. Really good for their their time, but only so much they can do. But man, those bubbles were really well done. Whoever drew those props to them. Yeah.
1: I gave it a four out of five. I know this is quite high, but I think it does come down to just pure artistry. Like
0: you yeah. don't have- the craft have, of the time.
1: Yeah. Like, so I watched two of the deleted scenes. None of them were colored in, but like the line work and just how- precise all of like we talked about this for ariel but like how precise people were with their drawings and like they are drawing so quick to animate and it's just it's stunning and the colors that they used they used over 1500 different colors it's all hand painted it's just her blush is actually blush yeah my one criticism is how flat her face is compared to everyone else
0: yeah, I was trying to figure out what was going on, and I don't know if it's because she was animated in so many scenes. It was easier to keep her simple. Uh, your overall score? 5 out of 10. Okay. I am
1: a 7 out of 10. IMDb has it at 7.6. Damn.
0: So you are quite um, a bit lower, yeah. uh, which is totally fair. Wasn't vibing.
1: And, like, that's that's fine. It's it's an old movie.
0: Yes.
1: And it's a different story than I think what we initially thought it was going to be. Yeah. Do we keep this DVD? It seems wrong to get rid of it. It really does. It's like this part piece of history. So we're going to put a pin in that question because what I'm thinking of doing is when we go to get rid of the DVDs that we've decided not to keep, we organize the DVDs as if it was at a blockbuster and so we do like a Disney kid section and then we do like other kid sections and then we like do them as in like we've got our thriller section, we have our mystery section and we have our romance section. So when you want to actually pull something off of the shelf, you just go to the vibe of what you're looking for.
0: Okay. So this is just kind of uh, in limbo? It's until, in limbo. Until we get to that point in 20 years?
1: Well, I'm okay with keeping it for the fact that we may actually end up keeping every Disney movie because they are kind of like a historical piece. And I do like kids movies. I think like it's like to me, in some ways it feels disrespectful to get rid of the Disney movie that sets off Disney. And like, Oh, that was another key part about my visual score. Four out of five. This movie sets the tone for Disney aesthetic Yes. Yeah. Like for them to basically nail that and then continue on almost 100 years later, I think is like brilliant. So that's kind of it's like a bit sacrileged of the idea of like discussing of getting rid of this movie. That's fair. So it's going to go in the Disney section that eventually will happen. Because we got a lot of those. We do, except we're- for the Hundred and One Dalmatians that you were so looking forward to watching.
0: Yeah, um, but I feel like we're going to be keeping a lot of the Disney's.
1: I think so too, but there's there's ones that I do genuinely love, mm-hmm. so I am quite looking forward to that. Next week is our 100th episode. What? Yeah. Whoa um no big plans what (laughs) for a special episode of picking something we get to re-roll if it's a
0: crap movie (laughs) oh we get a veto here i get one and you get one so we get two okay so
1: then the third one so if we veto out one and two the third one is just what it is what it is okay 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 i do like that i like that rule um okay so we're gonna pick next week's movie we get a veto each Yep, and uh, let's see maybe if we're watching this movie.
0: <laughs> uh, she doesn't know what it is. I don't know what it is. So <laughs> can you say it so I can look it up? Miracles from
1: Heaven 2016 is based on an incredible true story of the Beam family. Jennifer Garner discovers that her 10 year old daughter, dot, 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 unable to digest food. I'm going to veto this. <laughs> I don't want to watch this. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> I have no interest in this. We can watch it another time. Okay. We're going to randomize again. Uh, The Sessions. I don't know what this one is. The Sessions. 2012.
0: It's a rom-com. Yeah. Oh, man, this is a lot of... uh pressure for me to have to decide and then what if it's oh no I need advice what would you do (laughs) I'd roll for the third one to be all right, we're doing it you know what might as well
1: okay uh this is the movie we are watching now regardless of what comes up okay I don't know this one either (laughs) (laughs) oh wow oh It It is a crime thriller. Okay. It is two hours and 33 minutes Mm. long. It's on Netflix. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's called Prisoners. It's with Jake Gyllenhaal, Hugh Jackman. I don't recognize the women's names, so I can't tell you who they are. Uh, But... Parents' worst nightmare when a six-year-old daughter, Anna, and her friend go missing. Oh, this sounds like Taken, but with little children. (laughs) uh and so jake Hall is the head of investigation okay so we are watching prisoners prisoners next week we are going to end the episode there thank you so much for downloading and listening to this week's episode if you'd like to follow us hit the follow or subscribe button if you'd like to follow us on any of our socials those are linked in the show notes below until then have a great new year whatever you decide to do please be safe
0: Take care, everyone. Bye.